You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast. A lot to get to. Hope you all had a great weekend out there wherever you might be. Brian, Craig Smith promised us he was going to comb the transfer portal, and he is already hauling guys in. And they didn't have to go too far to find this one. There's a close connection between David Jenkins Jr. and the current University of Utah coaching staff. We'll talk about that. And which of the two factors he falls under, shooting or size. Yeah, we'll break into that. We'll also talk a little bit about what we learned from Kyle Whittingham after the Utah football program's latest scrimmage. And, of course, we'll catch up on everything else that happened over the weekend for other Utes athletic programs. So let's dive on in and have some fun. Oh, by the way, today's show, our title sponsor is Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's have some fun on a Monday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for April 12th, 2021. Once again, welcome into Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah Utes. My name is Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown. And Brian, I have to say, I'm feeling more and more like I am kind of the sidekick on this podcast, but you're doing an absolutely incredible job filling in for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A public thank you for your services. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Batman doesn't have to thank Robin for anything. Oh, well, there you go. But plenty to get to ahead on today's show. One thing we do want you guys to do, if you haven't done so already, is hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Make sure you join us every day as we will get you guys up to speed on everything you need to know about the Utes. We will make sure you guys are always in the know when it comes to the Utes. And, of course, we are going to start off today's show talking a little bit about the running Utes, the men's basketball program. Craig Smith, in his introductory press conference, Brian, told everybody we are going to use the transfer portal we're going to go out there and find guys and bring them into this program well they added one yesterday in david jenkins jr a transfer from unlv connection to recently uh, announced assistant coach to marlo slocum is an obvious connection to make there uh, jenkins jr fulfills one of the two Categories that we've talked about a lot on the podcast in terms of the youths needing to get shooting and size. He fits the shooting quota. He is an experienced guard. He stands about 6'2", 195. He shot 40% from from the three-point line for UNLV last year. He was a transfer from South Dakota State initially, Mm -hmm. where in his sophomore year he shot 45% from three. So he definitely has the outside shooting potential that Utah needs. And in theory, will fill the role that is likely about to be vacated by Alfonso Plummer. Okay. You and I both have a soft spot in our hearts for Al Fuego himself. This is actually, I'm with you. I think this is actually a pretty ready-made addition to fill that role. Because as you said, he has hit 273 pointers in his three years of collegiate action. 
man, I, I really think this could be the perfect addition just to kind of fulfill that that corner three or just from the just the ability to shoot from beyond the arc and help I guess space out a defense for this Utes team. Because as you mentioned biggest two things that they're looking for in this portal are size and our shooting and this appears to at least satisfy in some small part the shooting equation it does and i think it's an experienced guy that has a familiarity with people on the staff so they know what he's going to be bringing into the program the more that this reload happens for the university of utah the more it seems to me that the coaching staff is being very particular and very deliberate about who it is that they're going to bring in I think for Utah fans who are expecting a home run style uh, transfer portal get, you're you're likely to be disappointed. Yeah. But they're going to bring in good culture guys, guys who are experienced, guys who can contribute, and guys who fit at least one of those two factors that we talked about in terms of shooting and size. Uh, Jenkins is a an interesting fit for the roster because they've lost both Ian Martinez and Alfonso Plummer to either the transfer portal or possible uh, professional basketball opportunities for, for Plummer, who, as you said, is, is a favorite of both of ours. But it'll be interesting to see how he fits into this team because we do know that Ryland Jones is currently on the roster and working out with the team. The, the basketball Twitter account posted a video of him working in shooting drills. And so what will be the balance between he and Jenkins? Will one be the lead guard? Will will they play together? Is one going to come off the bench? That will be the part I think that becomes more interesting and will likely be more solidified as we see them make more additions to the roster. Yeah, that, that's a good point there. And I think that the point you made there is that this staff is going to be very particular about who they bring in. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast previously, but if I haven't, allow me to uh, share some insight here about what Craig Smith is all about. He is about fit. That's the biggest thing with him when it comes to working with the recruiting and also the transfer portal. He wants to make sure guys are going to fit in his program. Some of you may have noticed down at Southern Utah this past year, John Knight III had an absolutely monster year. Well, he was actually a guy who started out under Smith at Utah State and had a decent first season for the Aggies, but just wasn't a quote-unquote fit with what uh, Smith was doing up there in Logan. So he decided to enter the transfer portal, goes down to Southern Utah, and absolutely found the right fit for him, it appears, and had a nice run, was the leading scorer in the big sky this past season, if I'm not mistaken. And obviously you would think, okay, well, Craig Smith, maybe he has some buyer's remorse or maybe... I doesn't necessarily want to uh, talk about losing a guy like Smith, but he actually recommended that Smith move on based on what I have heard about their relationship, just because he felt like Smith would do better in speaking of Smith thought that John Knight would do better in a different program. So, I think that kind of goes to what we're seeing here with the transfer portal. Yeah, they're not going to go out there. They're not landing that quote-unquote program-changing guy right now, it appears. But I've got faith that uh, Craig Smith knows what he's doing in building this roster, and he's going to make sure that the sum total of the parts he constructs are going to be better than any individual player is, if that makes sense. It does, and I think if you're looking at the landscape of the Pac-12, that makes a lot of sense. And the other part of it, too, is I think coming into a new program with a new staff and and the parts of a, a lot of new members that, that you're adding to your team, all of that is the much 
safer way to go about things. The, the thing that will remain to be seen is how competitive will a team like that be in the Pac-12, especially one that's returning so much talent from UCLA. There will be a lot of players returning from Oregon State. USC likely losing Evan Mobley, but will, I'm sure, add another four or five star and their father under the coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> all jokes aside. that This is a conference that I think, after showing out in March, has really established itself as having potential to grow and move forward. And so I think what Coach Smith is doing is he's planning the future with this with this kind of move. That Jenkins is a great culture guy. Uh, he's going to be able to come in and fill a role. And your hope is that you catch a little lightning in the bottle and all the pieces fit together, like you say, and that the some of their uh, some of the parts is greater or the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, right? Yeah. Whatever that phrase is. We're butchering should, it tonight. I can tell you that much. It's not like I do radio for a living or anything. Jeez. <laughs> Nonetheless, I think I think they're onto something here, and we'll continue to track more and more names as they come in with regards to the transfer portal and how Coach Smith goes about building the roster. But coming up next, let's go from one head coach of a major program at Utah to another. Kyle Whittingham spoke to the media after the Utes' latest scrimmage on the football side of things. We're going to play what Brian and I like to call In Our Estimation. What did Kyle Whittingham say? What do we make of it? We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online, folks. Brian and I have been big fans of this website. Brian, how have things been going for you recently on Bet Online? Well, one of the great parts about Bet Online is that you can go through a variety of different sports, right, Jake? So this weekend it was all about the Masters. Mm-hmm. I tried to lay a little bit of extra skittles around on a couple of my favorites, maybe a little Tony, Tony Finau, maybe <laughs> some Jordan Spieth. Didn't work out for any of that, but congrats to Hideki Matsuyama, who ever decided to pick him is probably a very happy person. And if they'd gone to betonline.ag and used the promo code locked on, they'd probably have 50% plus whatever it was they decided to wager because you get a 50% bonus when you when you uh, sign up. Yeah, as Brian said, it's real simple. You can have a lot of fun at betonline.ag, whether you want to bet on the NBA, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, even prop bets for, for what we call in pop culture, award shows, TV shows, reality TV. They've got it all for you guys. And like Brian said, you can get a 50% welcome bonus now by going to betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on on your first deposit. You'll get 50% added on to whatever you deposit. It's a real simple process. They want to be your one-stop shop for all the betting that you want to do. You can do it all now at betonline.ag, and they are your online sportsbook experts. Folks, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow Locked On Today. We're on... Let's do that again. Three, two, and one. Folks, get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, let's talk a little Utah football. 12 practices in the books, three more to go as the Utes look to wrap up spring ball here. It seems like it's kind of flown by, really, just if I'm thinking about it, because it feels like just yesterday we were just kicking this off. But nonetheless, Kyle Winningham spoke to the media on Saturday about their latest scrimmage, and as you would expect, everything coming out of it was fairly positive. 
Was there anything in particular from Coach Whittingham's comments that stood out to you above anything else? I think it's just the continual praise being heaped upon Charlie Brewer. Whittingham did mention that there were some turnovers that he didn't like. What a big surprise. (laughs) But the one thing that this staff has been very consistent about in terms of what they expect from the quarterback position is repetitive accuracy. And I think probably the best compliment that Kyle Whittingham could give a quarterback is that he put the ball where it was supposed to go. And that's exactly what he said about Charlie, Charlie Brewer. What I think that means is is that they like – there's not a whole lot of in our estimation to play with that one, right? It, yeah. It's pretty blunt. <laughs> it's pretty bold. He talked about how Charlie Brewer's entire time at the Big 12 was prepping him to come here, which maybe that's a little bit of shade, uh, thrown some some of the Big 12 <laughs> team's way that, you know, you, you can go do things in the Big 12 and then come play with the big boys out here in the Pac-12. You can interpret that how you want. Um, sure. But it's clear that they are very pleased with his addition, and that is a very different scenario than what they had with Jake Bentley last year. Yeah, see, and that's the thing about it, Brian, is it feels like it's a, it's just kind of a storyline that they're similar in the fact that both of them are graduate transfers coming in here with one year of eligibility remaining, but the the just the tenor of how we hear them talked about by the coaches, if you were to compare the comments, completely different. And I think that's actually really encouraging for a guy like Charlie Brewer. I I would say right now, Brian, he's the odds-on favorite to be the starter game one against Weber State at this juncture. Obviously, they're going to continue to allow uh, to have some time here. because We know that, uh, who was it that put that out on Twitter? Was it uh, Josh Newman from the Salt Lake Tribune asking the question, well, if Utah knew, if they had all their bodies available, and if they knew who they were going to pick as the starting quarterback, would they have announced that a spring ball? And Brian, I think both of you would answer with a resounding no. Not a chance, but I think the point that Josh was trying to make without a doubt is that it it could be that clear to Kyle Whittingham already who his starter is going to, go, going to be going into the fall. Sure. And we've tried to be pretty consistent that we agree with that just simply because there's so much unknown with Cam Rising mm-hmm. and the injury that he's recovering from and how much he still has to make up in terms of just getting healthy, let alone getting out on the field and making plays. Yeah, okay, three guys that Whittingham highlighted from this scrimmage, and I think two of them are fairly um, known commodities. You'd say, okay, yeah, I understand that. He he highlighted Clark Phillips III, one of their standout cornerbacks, and I think that's to be expected. He's a fantastic player. Also, linebacker Devin Lloyd, he is the heart and soul of this defense. He is an NFL player. He is going to be a team captain. He just he looks every bit the part of an all-Pac-12 performer. But one other name was Zamaya Vaughn. And Brian, for those people who are not as well-known or well-versed on who Zamaya Vaughn is, can you fill him in for a minute here? He's a walk-on from Texas, and if you don't know who Zamaya Vaughn is, you obviously didn't watch enough football last year uh, because he did have an interception for the University of Utah in his walk-on season, which is a great uh, position to be in. But Vaughn recently, and and here's the interesting part about that, that Whittingham has hit on this a multitude of times, that Vaughn has moved from the safety position to the cornerback position, and they really like the transition that he's made there. So that leads me to think one of two things. Either one, he's telling somebody in the DB room, hey, (laughs) get your stuff together because this guy's coming for your job. Or two, Vaughn has just made such a strong impression on them and on the staff that they're really excited about his potential going into the fall. And if that's the case, 
they have up to four guys who could be conceivable starters at the outside corner position. And see, that's the interesting part about this, Brian. We often hear of guys who make the transition from corner to safety because maybe they lack the foot speed or something in their game makes the coaches think, okay, he'd be a better fit at safety. It's very rare that you hear a guy move from safety to cornerback. So this is actually a really intriguing move for Zamiya Vaughn. And it will be interesting, like you said, to see if this is just a, a move to get somebody motivated or... Also, like you said, if this all of a sudden makes it so they're legitimately too deep at both outside cornerback positions and can interchange almost at will and have success, it looks like, on the field. It does, and and I think it'll be very fascinating to get some eyes on this team finally, which we should be able to do on Saturday, so that we can actually put um, real dot connections to what Kyle Whittingham is led out there. We can take the breadcrumbs and really make a, a pie if, <laughs> if necessary. Jake, I don't know if you like to make pie out of your breadcrumbs or if you're more like a meatball guy like me. Who knows? But we're going to make something out of this, and, and we're going to eat it, darn it, because that's all we get until the fall. It's true. It's, it's going to be like just like this. It's, I'm going to call it an appetizer because 6,500 fans will be on hand this Saturday for that Utah spring game. Scheduled to begin at noon Mountain Time. For those of you who will not be able to make it out to Rice Eccles Stadium, well, you can watch it on the Pac-12 Network. And like Brian said, it's finally our opportunity to see these this team in action because Really, all we've been going off of is comments from coaches this entire time. It'll be our one chance that, like Brian said, these breadcrumbs they've been kind of throwing out to us. Can we collect them all together? And I'm with you, Brian. Let's make meatballs. I'm not necessarily all in on the pie idea. Pie is a very delicate thing, Jake, and I don't trust myself to make a good pie out of breadcrumbs. I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, we will wrap up the show coming up here in just a minute. Wrap up the weekend, let you know how other Utah athletic programs did over the weekend. Uh, a really nice showing for Utah women's soccer we need to highlight for sure. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Brian, I got to say, every time I eat a Built Bar, I come away thinking, these things are absolutely delicious. How are they as good as good for you as they claim to be? I don't know, Jake. There are things that just don't get explained in this year. We don't know why it is that Utah beats BYU every year in football. <laughs> we don't know why it is. We don't know why it is that that people keep doubting Donovan Mitchell, and we don't know why it is that Bill Bars are so good and so good for you. But that's just how things go, and I, for one, am just happy to accept it as is and enjoy the goodness, the deliciousness, and the healthiness of a Built Bar. That's what we love about them. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are the perfect supplement for wherever you're at in your health journey. Whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you can enjoy a delicious treat. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. There are over 20 different flavors now as well. Uh, Brian, one that I have had in the past, but I hadn't had it in a while, and I had it again just about a week ago, I would say at this point, was banana bread. And I got to say, those of you that are banana bread fans, and I am a banana bread fan, this is absolutely incredible because it tastes like just like they stuffed a piece of banana bread into a protein bar. Banana is a flavor that absolutely belongs in protein, whether it's a protein drink or a protein yeah. bar, and there's nothing better than a good banana 
bread protein bar from Built Bar. Yeah. Good good pick by you, Jacob Hatch. I appreciate that. Well, you guys can go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about them, and while you're there, place your order and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. You heard that right. 15% off your next order using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built Bar. And like Brian and I, you can enjoy the best-tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, friends, I want to remind you guys, April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. It'll feature analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. It's a pretty stellar trio of NFL experts right there, led by Michael Irvin, who's a multi-time Super Bowl champion, but you know. And don't forget the fact that he led the convicts to a huge victory as Deacon Moss in the longest yard, Jake. Come on. <laughs> nice Bearing pull. the lead. Nice pull. Nice pull on that one. All right, Brian, let's catch all of our listeners up on everything they need to know as a Utah fan from the weekend that was. And I want to start off with the Utah women's soccer program. Two back-to-back major victories over the weekend. It, it was a good weekend for Utah women's soccer, a, a team that's kind of had a little bit of a bumpy uh, 2020 spring schedule as, as their season was postponed and carried over. But they get two big wins on the road at or, or at home versus Arizona and Arizona State, defeating number 17 Arizona State one to nothing at U Field, and then following that up uh, on Sunday by defeating Arizona two to one. Great opportunity for them to close the season out strong as they'll be in Boulder on the 16th Friday at 3 p.m. at Colorado. You should be able to watch that one on the Pac-12 Networks or Pac-12.com. Yeah, it should be a fun time. That's really cool to see them uh, get those back-to-back wins. I know that – was Arizona ranked? I know Arizona State was, but was Arizona ranked as well? Uh, not at this point in time, okay. but Arizona is another team that's really had a strong season, and then for them to get the win, this is a younger youth squad, and then mm-hmm. they've had some stiff competition throughout the year. Uh, tough loss early on to number 10 Brigham Young, a loss to uh, – uh, Washington State was ranked 15th. Stanford ranked 23rd. Uh, California at one point in time was ranked 10th. USC ranked 14th. UCLA ranked 3rd. Washington ranked 18th. So they've really had a, an absolute gauntlet of a schedule. Uh, but it's good to see them start to emerge and really play some good soccer. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to another upset, and that is Utah men's tennis. Upsets number 20 to close out their Pac-12 portion of their schedule. The men's tennis team has been rocking and rolling all season long, Jake. They've they've added a real uh, resume of big wins over the course of the year. Finish it, they'll finish off this uh, little stretch of sixteen and nine over and all overall. Um, they've got a couple games or matches, I guess I should say, coming up. Mm-hmm. They'll have San Francisco at home at the Eccles Tennis Center on the fifteenth, and then Saturday, which might be the biggest day in Utah athletics history in terms of number of events going on <laughs> they'll be at brigham young in provo 
excited to see that one. And then they'll close things out with a match against Weber State before heading to the Pac-12 championships. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. You rarely see uh, programs, they close out Pac-12 play and then play non-conference matches, but nonetheless, should be nice tune-up matches against USF, Weber, and BYU as they get ready for the Pac-12 tournament there. All right, Brian, other notes here. Let's talk about baseball for a moment here. They uh, got one win in the series, but Washington State took the other two over the weekend. Yep, took the middle game away from the from the uh, Cougs and in a impressive fashion as they had a seven run rally to be able to take that one 10 to seven in the Saturday affair ended up dropping a close one, three to five uh, on Sunday after losing a tougher, uh, tougher challenge, 12 to seven in the, in the opener uh, one out of three, not the, not the worst, but also not the best. This team continues to grow though. As, as we see that second game with the seven run comeback really is starting to show some, some grit and some toughness Yeah, absolutely. for the ping and Utes. The Ping and Utes, they're 8-17 and 17 on the year overall, 4-8 and eight in Pac-12 play. And up next, they're headed to Provo to take on BYU in a non-conference matchup at Larry Miller Field down there in Provo. That should be an interesting one. The Cougars are off to a little bit of a bumpy start themselves. Obviously, both of them kind of vying for in-state domination, and we'll see how the things go Tuesday night down there in Provo. All right, Brian, any other notes we need to know from the weekend that was before we call it a day? Just one last little bit is the Lady Utes, the Lady Ping and Utes, the softball team managed to squeeze out a victory as they were in a four-game road trip at California. Got that second game win, four to three. Uh, ended up losing Saturday and Sunday by the same score, six to four. Uh, so they'll be back in town to play Weber State at. Uh, Dumkey Family Softball Stadium. That one will be on Wednesday, and then they'll be in action at Weber State on Tuesday the 20th. Well, we will have it all covered for you guys like we do every single day, making sure you guys are up to speed on everything. Please follow the show on social media. On Twitter, search out Locked On Utes. Find Brian and all of his work, all of his takes on everything in life at Brown Bear SLC. My work, you can find it if you so desire at Jacob C. Hatch. And I hope you guys have a great day whenever you hear this. Brian, send us out on a high note. Jake, as we like to say on here, it's the start to your Monday. Be well, do well. Stay well, and let's keep keep marching forward. All right, that's the Locked On Utes podcast for April 12th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.